0: This is Abar al reporter with CNET, here with the latest tech news. A decline in huge baleen whales and, just as importantly, in whale poop has had major consequences for both the ocean ecosystem and the global climate, according to new research. Species such as the blue whale, humpback whale, and right whale feed by gulping huge amounts of water that's strained through the animal's baleen, structures that make up a huge filter feeding system inside the whales' mouths. These marine mammals are also the largest animals living on the planet today, making them nearly impossible to study in captivity. As a result, some basic biological knowledge about these big beasts, like exactly how much they eat, has never been rigorously studied by scientists. An international team of researchers spent nearly a decade gathering data from seven species of baleen whales across three oceans using an arsenal of modern technology, including drones, underwater echo-sounding equipment, and tags, packed with a camera, microphone, and sensors, that were suction cupped to the whales' backs. The team discovered that baleen whales eat way more than previously estimated, three times more. That's a lot of filtered krill ending up in whale stomachs, which means even more whale poop going into the ocean than we thought. Before the era of industrial whaling in the 20th century greatly reduced baleen whale populations, certain parts of the world's oceans were quite literally swimming in shit. And that's the problem. We could use a lot more of those whales and their poop right about now. Marine ecologist and Stanford University postdoctoral fellow Matthew Savoca said in a statement, Think of these large whales as mobile krill processing plants. Each fin whale or blue whale is the size of a commercial airliner, so in the first half of the 20th century before whaling, there were an additional 1 million of these 737-sized krill processing plants moving around the southern ocean, eating, pooping, and fertilizing. Savoca is lead author on a study published in the latest issue of the journal Nature outlining the findings. The scientists also examined the lasting impact of large-scale whaling, which was greatly reduced starting over 50 years ago. Study co-author Nicholas Pierson from the Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History said, Our results say that if we restore whale populations to pre-whaling levels seen at the beginning of the 20th century, we'll restore a huge amount of lost function to ocean ecosystems. It may take a few decades to see the benefit, but it's the clearest read yet about the massive role of large whales on our planet. Specifically, the new results help explain the so-called krill paradox, which is that krill numbers mysteriously and counterintuitively declined after the numbers of their biggest predators, baleen whales, declined. Savoka added, This decline makes no sense until you consider that whales are acting as mobile krill processing plants. When whales eat krill, they take an iron from the tiny animals and then release it when they defecate, making it available as fertilizer to phytoplankton near the ocean surface phytoplankton that in turn feed the krill. Cue that old Circle of Life song. So more whales means more phytoplankton, which means more krill, which means more whales and a happy, healthy ocean. And there's a bonus. Phytoplankton also suck up climate change accelerating carbon dioxide. The researchers estimate that restoring boolean whale populations to where they were in 1900 could remove 215 million metric tons of carbon. Pynson said, our results suggest the contribution of whales to global productivity and carbon removal was probably on par with the forest ecosystems of entire continents in terms of scale. That system is still there, and helping whales recover could restore lost ecosystem functioning and provide a natural climate solution. For more of the latest tech news, visit CNET.com.